Hello and welcome back to the ECA Belfast podcast, the show you want to listen to if you want to level up in the fitness industry, regardless of where you are. If you're a client, a coach or a gym owner, you can also say the word industry very weird. <laughs> <laughs> coach coach Steve-O here. Coach Andre. And today we are joined by our second guest on the show. And a very special guest at that. The one Steve. What he is after. The only... <laughs> Jesus. Damien Govari, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. What an introduction. You're absolutely fabulous as a person and uh, we're delighted to have you. Thank you. I'll give you a fiver later. <laughs> <laughs> Damien requested to be on the, the picture for this episode. So, um, I mean, I think some sort of payment and reimbursement is absolutely. in order for that. Absolutely. 100%. Will you, it'll get more listeners. It definitely will. It'll encourage people. What's uh, that about? <laughs> Who the fuck said? <laughs> Who's this handsome looking? I know that face. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being blocked in a Balmora with Damien and seeing that boy. My granny seen him on BBC. Was I blocked or they blocked? Uh, both. Probably both. both. <laughs> probably both. That was a wee while ago. I'm behaved now. You say that. So I am. I am. Until we rock up. Well, today uh, we're going to get into a wee bit about customer service, delivering wow, or mm -hmm. as you like to call it, the DG experience. Yep. Um, but first of all, I think it's a good idea to have a wee bit of a trip down memory lane um, to tell the listener... I was going to do, do you remember, was it uh, Silla Black? What's your name? Where do you come from, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> so who, who are you? Where do you come from? And How the did you get does the recap? Aye. Can Willoughby contestant number one? <laughs> so, uh, or Steve-O. <laughs> he likes to work out. <laughs> <laughs> or will he take you out? <laughs> I'm going to have a buzzer. This is yours. <laughs> no, buzzer. No, no lady. <laughs> So yes, tell us yes. a wee bit about your uh, your background regarding work, I suppose. Yeah, so work, um, hospitality, it's probably coming on till about 25 years, and I know I don't look old enough, um, but it um, started accidentally. Um, I had a holiday booked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was an hotel one day and went, what, what the, the fuck? <laughs> I'll just stay here. Someone trailed me into the storeroom so I was the cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> now you stay here. Um, so I had a holiday booked and I needed a bit of dough, basically. And my sister um, was part of the opening team for the Hilton in Belfast. Um, so naturally, she was the best person to get me a job. So I started off in housekeeping. Um, and at this stage, I hated cleaning and didn't clean my room and all that because your mad done it all for you. Um, but give it a shot. Holiday was like two, three weeks away get in and I actually end up loving it and um, surprisingly um, the satisfaction that you got whenever you um, the room is an absolute tip and then you transformed it and turned it in um, to a pleasant experience for the new guest and I always remember once I serviced the room and made sure everything looked amazing for the next guest was like closing the door slowly and then opening it um, just to make sure um, it looked well, for the yeah. next guest, or I was the next guest. So, like the first impression, as like, soon as that person came through the door, what they seen? Yeah, yeah. That's, isn't that mad? Do you still do that if you stay in another hotel? Like, do, not service the room, but like, do you like pack away the fucking? Yeah, well, yeah. Is that a th put stuff in the bin and Megan fucking does this when yeah. we go away because she was a housekeeper, and I'm like, what yes, the fuck so are you doing? I think it's just that you know that someone's going to come in and 
cleaning mm-hmm. it up after you. Like a universal. And it's a tough, a really, really tough job. Um, and I put all the towels in the bath and all that so they know just to go in and grab it. It's, mm. it's a hotel sort of thing so, to do to look after. You're looking you, after one another, I suppose. This is it. This is it. Um, how do you go from house cleaning mm-hmm. and that kind of a job into, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's loads of stepping stones to get to general yeah. manager and stuff now. Yeah. So what, what kind of path do you have to go? I think like even if I bring myself way back to my memory, um, I never actually wanted to be a general manager. I never um, really seen myself that this was going to be a career um, at, at, at the start, I guess. Um, so I've done housekeeping um, and bearing in mind at this point, I was like a 17, 18 year old pimpled faced guy that um, wouldn't speak to anyone. Like, um, And there was a job to come up for a concierge, which was carrying the bags to the room and um, location maps and know your ins and outs about Belfast. And I was like, I could do that. I'll apply for that. Um, and I remember at that time in Hilton, you had to do a trial shift or it was actually a week. Um, so you were transferred to the apartment to see who done the job uh, the best, I suppose, um, just to make sure that they were getting the best candidate. And I remember starting there, the phone was ringing, and I was like, I can't answer this thing. Zaddy was going through the roof like. Um, this is at the front desk. This was at the front desk. So it was just a, a huge transformation. So even if you're not ready for it, yeah. it can be quite daunting. Um, so things like not answering the phone, I couldn't even speak to the guest. I was like, this is going to be horrendous. How am I going to sell myself? And I remember it was around about my last um, day of my trial week. Um, and I was in it was in the lift and I'd seen someone sort of coming behind me and I put um, my hand out um, to keep the lift doors open and it was the manager. And I was like, shit, like my heart felt everything going like uh, I'm going to have to speak. She better not ask me anything. She's like, well, how are you going? And I'm like, okay. Um, and I remember something just as the lift was going up, something came over me and saying like, um, just speak and really sell yourself. And I can't actually remember word for word to say, but it was just kind of like, I really want this job. Um, and I hope you give me a chance and blah, blah, blah. And it was taking a, a pure redner at this point. Um, I can actually feel it. <laughs> but I kind of thought it was my last opportunity to kind of really sell myself. And even to this day, if I was going for a job interview and it was something that I really wanted, I go, I'm not leaving that room until they want me um, yeah. and I get that job. And that's kind of, I remember the early days whenever I was going for supervisor or manager and even interviewing people to this day, um, you just know they're not ready. And it rem- it brings you back to that stage whenever I'm like, yes, I'm really ready for this, but you really weren't. Mm. And you needed someone just to tell you, do you know what? Not yet, not yet. It's not your time. And you have a few setbacks, but I think that um, gives you the determination and the drive and the fire to um, reach your goals. You don't always need to get it there and then. It's 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 maybe not right for you at that time. Yeah. Um, but what's for you won't pass you by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I often think that as well. And you, you really find out a wee bit about yourself in those kind of situations as well, where, mm-hmm. you know, like you'd gone through what, like four days out of the, the week or whatever, mm-hmm. not really sure what to do, yeah. but something inside you knew that you wanted it. And maybe yeah. you got it, maybe you didn't, you know, yeah. but you just had to put your best foot forward and do your best. I think it, at that time, like um, I had this kind of objective that every single guest that comes through that doors in the Hilton are going to leave knowing me. And that was like, um, if I done a courtesy call, like, um, Mr. Smith, how's your stay? Um, is everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. Um, my name's Damien, if you need anything. 
my name's Damon, I'm here at 11 o'clock, if anything. Um, so they knew who I was and, and they had a point of contact. Mm. And even whenever I'm staying in hotels, that doesn't happen. People don't like to yeah. tell their names now. It's, it, it's a bit strange. Um, but then all the TripAdvisor come in, all the guest comments. And so you're kind of on a high. I was like, right, well, I'm ready for promotion here because everyone's talking about me. Mm. Um, and your employee of the months and all, all, all you kind of feel then you deserve it. But were you necessarily ready for a promotion at that time? Maybe not. What what made you be like? I'm going to make sure every guest has the best day here because this well, probably wasn't necessarily in your training, was it? Because you say like hotels when you stay in them, they're yeah. fucking shit. Yeah. Some of them, yeah, it can be. And I think like especially now, um, and that's probably another topic that things have dramatically tra- changed in hospitality, um, like any business. Mm. Um, and what I would always say is, you have to want to do it. You have to want to give that guest the best experience um, whenever they stay in that hotel. Um, and it's that simple. You have to want to do it. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel that there's a training manual of how to do that. Mm. I think you just have to have it. Yeah. Um, in hospitality, because you have to have a certain personality. Um, you have to have the drive. Um, and again, I, I repeat myself, but it always comes to that want. You have to, you have to want to do it. Yeah. Sometimes you can tell whenever you go into a certain place when you you can feel the energy. It's mm-hmm. like you're asking me, "Is there anything I can do for you?" But it's a formality. You're just saying it because you've been told that you have to say it. Yeah. But if there literally was something that yeah. I wanted from you, you would <sighs> yeah. right. Okay. Or it would be a problem or it would be an issue yeah. or all have to ask and see. And that was very much Hilton. Like you had a textbook of what you had to say and how you had to really interact. And so we were all kind of robots. We were all saying the same thing and the whole spiel. And um, I sort of thought whenever I was then going to be in charge or lead a hotel, that that's not the way I want to be. Mm-hmm. I want people to be themselves and bring out that character. And even to this day, I would always hire character and train skill. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because the character works around or sorry, you can you can put skill to the character, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you can't always have someone who's skilled and the personality. Yeah. You can't you can't force the personality. It's like education. I don't believe in education. Um and for many reasons. I feel like um and very early on, you had to make a decision of what you want to be. No one really knows when you're at school of what you want to yeah. be. And you, you get distracted. Like I was very easily distracted. I can't sit a piece and learn. And I always felt whenever you're um, re- revising for your GCSEs that you kind of go, I remember um, learning about that. Um, but then when it came to the test, you're like, shit, what was that answer again? Yeah. Um, and I was just shit at it, basically. I just couldn't do it. Um. And that's where today I believe in the experience um, grafting, getting your hands dirty, getting your jacket off and actually doing the work. Um, whereas there's hospitality students that have a degree and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I'm ready for a manager. You're not. Yeah. Because I haven't done yeah. it. That textbook doesn't tell you about every single scenario that you're going to um, get hit on a Saturday night whenever you're a duty manager of a city centre hotel. It's yeah. not going to happen. There's no right or wrong of how to fix things in a hotel. Remember, you ha- you see all you different sides of people. Um, people, it kind of, I always sort of say whenever they're drunk or they're in a hotel, you know, they're on holiday or they're kind of, um, 
Switch off and relax. Switch off and relax. And that other person sort of comes out that mm. um, maybe wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily um, come out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Different personality yeah. or... Some, someone who's staying in a hotel, yeah. having a few drinks and stuff. There's in a the word, evening. but I, I don't even want to attempt. Inhibition. Inhibition. No. Inhibition. Inhibition. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and someone comes out, I think. So, yeah. Uh, there's there's something you said there about you know someone who's come out of college mm -hmm. or university with a degree or some sort of qualification yeah. in hospitality, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not, and you should stay at school. But yeah. um, for me, I just don't. It wasn't right for me. I don't. Well, think. It, it shows like so. There are people in the industry who do have that, and that's yeah. how they got into it. But on the other side mm -hmm. of the coin, there's someone like yourself who has come through the ranks, and mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. it can work in both ways. Both ways, yeah. The main thing being experience, I suppose, if you're willing to be the person to get your hands dirty and take a jacket off and do the hard work. And one of the things that I love about it's the New Zealand All Blacks, it's the sweeping the sheds. Mm -hmm. So not being too big for your boots, boots and yeah. not being the person who says, oh, I'm not going to clean that because I'm, I'm the not manager. cleaning the dressing room. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? And, and that's cool that you've come from that mm -hmm. as a starting point mm -hmm. and working your way up. I think then that you gain that respect yeah. because no one can say to me, but you don't know what it's like to work in ice skating or you don't know what it's like to be a waiter used to do. Yeah, I've been there, I've yeah. done it. I remember yeah. in Tesco that was a big thing. Like none of them spent time in other departments when I was mm -hmm. doing the management mm -hmm. there. It was fucking terrible. And you were very much expected to get your staff to do stuff. Whereas I was like, nah, I'm mm -hmm. going to spend time doing everything else first and then I'll, because duty manager, you'll know like whenever you're duty, you're, yeah. If somebody doesn't turn up, you're like, fuck, right, I have to, like, I have to, agree. Like, I have to go yeah. fucking stick an apron on and a fucking hat on and start sticking cookies and in the oven. And mm -hmm. you have to go and do it. Yeah. And it goes back again to what you said about having the want to, to do the work and the want for the team to move forward and for the customer to have the best experience that they possibly can. Because it, it, it's easy to say, that's not my job. I don't get paid enough to do that. Yeah. So I finished a half an hour ago, I need to go home. Or I get paid too much to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not really yeah. Like, <laughs> way below my pay grade. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and again, it goes back to what it says. You have to have that want to do. Yeah. Um, you have to want to lead. You have to want to be that leader as well. And you have to want to set that example. Mm -hmm. um, and I, even to this day, um, I would um, not ask something or not ask someone to do something that I, I wouldn't be prepared to do myself. Yeah, I love that. So, I, I would say that we're the same here as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here's a question for you. I'll tell you where it comes from. So there's always like a turning point, for want of better words, in probably hospitality with yourself. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like fitness industry, but also a wee bit of hospitality, where there's a turning point where you're like, that was top tier experience. That was top tier customer service. Mm -hmm. What if you can think of one, mm -hmm. what is the thing that was like, that's going to make me change my game because I've experienced that now? Mm -hmm. What would you say it would be for you? I think just um, what you touched on before, Andrew, was that whenever you stay in other hotels, um, yeah. you wanted to always kind of gain a bit of knowledge or um, kind of steal their ideas. Uh, yeah. If there was something that kind of, that they were doing completely different or... Sometimes whenever you're actually in the role, it's hard to kind of write, um, think outside the box. Mm. Um, even though now I say I think that there is no boxes. Um, 
instead of it's, so it's hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle exactly exactly so um whenever you go to somewhere else then you can kind of um have a different view um of what they do different in order to exceed guest expectations because there's so much competition so why should people stay with you um and i always um well i feel that it's about being different um and it's about making people feel special um that they may not get in vanilla hotels that just do the same thing over and over again it's showcasing your personality um or your team's personality as well and encouraging that um but probably the one experience that springs to mind as soon as you mentioned that was whenever i stayed in the beverly hilton because that was kind of like even whenever you were a team member in the hilton you always wanted to stay there that's where the oscars were and the ah, Golden Globes. Okay, like yeah. if there's anything in hollywood it was always there so yeah. that was definitely a destination and it was only a few years it was actually after i left hilton that I, I got to stay there and I felt like Pierce Brosnan for two days and um in this amazing like Hollywood film star hotel. It was just pure luxury. And I actually knew um a friend from the Hilton in Manchester Deansgate where I worked before, um, had got me an upgrade, champagne and chocolate covered strawberries and blah blah blah. And I remember getting the message, it was like the room above you is the exact same of sweet that you're in now, and that's where Whitney died. So I remember like getting in the bath and going like Whitney died right above me. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Which is kind of creepy when you think about it. Um, but it, it goes back to those, like it's once in a lifetime trip to, yeah. to LA and, and stay in the Beverly Hilton. So Yeah. I, I like what you said as well about going to other places and seeing what they're doing different mm -hmm. or seeing how their team is providing maybe a similar service, but with their own twist and their own personality on it. Mm -hmm. Because from a coach's point of view, I've been coached by another coach. Yeah. And I get some of that flavor that I can then bring to here. Mm -hmm. Or for example, we've been to San Diego mm -hmm. and we've rubbed shoulders with some As of you do. Um, yeah, no. casually, like, I mean, just drop that in there, you know? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've trained in rooftop gyms. It's fucking no, no big, no, no biggie. Me and... Uh, Andrew got to go over to San Diego and meet some of the big dogs in fitness industry over in America and getting to hear how they provide their service. Because, you know, America is always mm -hmm. like their customer service yeah. is big. It's mm -hmm. over the top. And OK, some of the things are a little Belfast is probably not quite ready for. <laughs> but some of the stuff we have implemented and has went really, really well. And it wouldn't have been done had we not had that experience mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you know what i mean so but it's it's good to not just see people as competition it's good to see that they're comp they're competition for a reason yeah because they have something and you could probably learn something from them but it also your competition keeps you on your toes as well and yeah, keeps definitely. being fresh and being creative so you're not just like right well we're the best we're the best gym in the city or we're the best hotel in the city mm -hmm. it's about being able to um change and adapt and yeah. um, reinvent yourself, suppose. Yeah, just we like spoke about that done. before when I spoke yeah. to your team. Yeah. Right? I was like, go and fucking stay in the Galgorn. Yeah. And everyone looked at me like I just shot their cat. Yeah. And I was like, I'm serious? Because yeah. you need to fucking... Up your you game, need, you need up to your learn. service, yeah. Like, you need, you need to learn from the best. And, mm -hmm. you know, they are one of the best hotels here. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, not seeing things as competition. I think it's a big fucking one. Mm -hmm. what, what do you do to encourage that from your team? 
Because it's easy for someone to go, nah, we're the best, fuck other hotels. I don't want to go near them. And, and and to that point as well, it's easy for you to have that in your head. Yeah. And you have a direction and a vision of where you would like things to go. But sometimes communicating that can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It can be, especially in, in hospitality. And I always find like my weeks, like we all probably say your week's just absolutely flying. Like you're in on a Monday after a crazy weekend and you're meeting with the directors and checking over figures and whatnot and catching up really from the weekend and then you're off Tuesday, Wednesday, you're back in Thursday, a few meetings and then it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then it's like, again, it's, yeah. it goes around. So it's finding that time to share your vision but um, one of my objectives um, just recently is making sure I make time for them one-to-one meetings. Um, so a big thing is accountability for me at the minute is that managers are and that's based from what we talked about before Andrew and our last kind of managers kind of um forum yeah um was to take accountable of your department um and I think if we all take different pieces of that jigsaw finally we'll 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 be able to put it together as a team yeah um but I'm sometimes I have that vision in my head and assume everyone knows what I'm trying to achieve yeah. here and then I get frustrated because it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's then, that's my problem. And in order for me to change and and maybe adapt and and not always assume. And a big thing for where, where I'm at at the minute at the Balmoral, you know, people have been there for 10, 15 years. They haven't yeah. had the experience I have. And you have to remember that, that not everyone's like me. Not everyone has worked for big chains like Hilton and, and and got that training and development. So yeah, um, do you a think big that's thing important for, for people to go and do that? Not to cut you off, mate. But I, no, just I no. It's I think it's great that I the experience that I've had. Like yeah. Hilton is like world renowned for their customer service, and if you stay in the Hilton in Belfast, you get the same service in Paris and New York yeah. and blah blah blah. And that's oh. their their kind of philosophy. Um, but it gives people an insight that. Do you know, your hotel isn't the best hotel yeah, or yeah. it isn't the busiest hotel in the world, you know, because yeah, you, you've you haven't, in... yeah, you haven't experienced it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas people would say the Balmoral is like really crazy, really busy, I'm really stressed out. Whereas I'm like, God, this, is this really, is this it? Yeah. Um, because I've been so used to in the past, um, just being so stressed and under pressure, which then made me develop, um, further to enjoy that feeling if that makes sense yeah um it's kind of like your adrenaline yeah 100 percent. it was I, I remember whenever i went to deansgate that was a big massive step for me um so i got front office manager in hilton belfast was there for a few years Um, i won a big award um with hilton for customer service and i remember i was up against another fancy hotel in edinburgh the caledonian which was changing from a hilton five-star hotel to a waldorf and it was going through a massive millions of pounds renovation. Um, and their guest satisfaction was going up and up and up. And the records built inside hard hell was people happy. Um, and then there was me and how I kind of um, delivered my customer service and all the feedback that I was getting. And, and that was just being a little oil me. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't feel I was doing anything other than my job at the time. And I remember like the president of Hilton or um, whatever it was um, started reading out and I was like, shit, that, that's my story yeah. um, about how, my journey in um, the industry. Um, and I walked away with that award. 
And then um, I was nominated for Front of House Manager of the Year for the Institute of Hospitality Awards, which was in Titanic, and I think it was around 2013. And again, like you're you're up with the best, the Galgo Arm and Culloden and all these five-star hotels, and there's not a chance they're going to pick me. Um, and I remember like um, going in the interview, and it was three women, um, and I sat down, and I was like, I feel like I'm a guest on Loose Women. And they just went, <laughs> they loved, they just done that. They LOL'd. And, um, so I was like, yes, I've definitely won that. But on the night, you never know. You get them nerves, yeah. and you're just like, this is going to be, how do you react whenever they don't call out your name, that you're really happy the other person it's wins? The nod and clap. Yeah, yeah. The Oscars won. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, get that camera away. <laughs> and then I won. I left with the award which was amazing because I actually think I went for it about two or three times in different sort of um, categories Um, but this was my goal at that time to be the front office manager and then you're awarded the best Mm -hmm. and then you're kind of like hot property within Hilton I was asked to attend an interview in Deansgate which was their flagship um, for UK and Ireland and I remember whenever I I, I stayed there like years before I was like I wish I was good enough to work here and then they're asking me to come here. Mm-hmm. And I think what we do here, and I think it's like a Belfast thing, we don't believe our worth. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, we yeah, kind of, you want to feel grounded and you're big like, time. you know what, you're only doing your job. Like, um, And even to this day, it's, I'm con- whenever you haven't seen people in the way, they're like, oh God, you've really turned to Balmoral down. It's like yeah. the place to be now. And I'm like, oh, I'm only doing my job. Like I'm just yeah. uh, having a bit well, of fun. Me, yeah, like you have, like it's fucking... Like Heaven. changed massively, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. from from you took it over, mm-hmm. and he, even like the service in there is like it's next level. Mm-hmm. Thank I, you. I I remember being in the Balmoral because I only lived a wee while down the road from it. Um, and I remember going there for like Sunday dinners and stuff like that, and thinking what the upstairs in particular used to be like. I mean, mm-hmm. the only time you're really in that big room was for like a wedding or someone's birthday yeah. party yeah. or yeah. Something along those lines. But now it's like, oh, okay, we don't have a wedding on this weekend. There's no birthday parties booked. Let's have a party. Yeah, and it's yeah let's the, have something. The <laughs> whole place is And heaven. that's exactly it. It was just inject a little bit of fun. And, and also um, in a business um, point of view was to make the hotel money mm-hmm. as well. Because that essentially is going to keep me to keep there job, basically like, yeah, as well. Yeah. And that was tough. Because like, I'd started just after the first lockdown. So it was very, very different. And then when we did another lockdown and I kind of lost count how many lockdowns yeah. there was. Um, and I, I remember getting frustrated. I was like, I haven't, like, felt really yeah. sorry for myself because, like, I hadn't had a run on it. Mm. Like, I wanted to do all these things and really, because it's such a an amazing product, like the, the different rooms and function yeah. space that they have. And I wanted to utilize that. Mm. But obviously with the, the government yeah. had other ideas or the world pandemic, whatever. Um, but... Fast forward a year um, and a bit, um, I'm doing everything that I sort of set out to do and I'm yeah. thinking about next year. I'm always ahead of myself. Um, and I see every other competition, as we said earlier, um, taking away a bit of the ideas. And yeah. it used to fr- yeah. frustrate me at the start, like seeing other places, venues doing Dino Day. Yeah. And then they kind of do like a drag bingo, a bit like my Coco Bungo and my drag show that I do. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. Mm. Let them do it. But I know we, I do. We it, always right? say here anyway. Special. Like if if people if people aren't copying you, you're doing something. You're doing something. Like, wrong. What is it? Flattery is the best form of something. 
copycat. Copians, copycat or some imitation. Imitation. That's the one, right? If you don't. Copy someone, then just do yourself. <laughs> and, and I love that we we all says that we went to San Diego and other hotels to try and steal their ideas, but so I could really crack up the people who were doing it to me. But but I, um, I mean that's you know what I like. I, if I was you, I would take that as a compliment massively because I do now. It's a bit like Jesus Christ, like get your own ideas. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Does that happen to us in the academy? Do we send the book out? Yeah. And next thing, every fucking academy was like, He's we're sending a book out. We were yeah. like, Jesus Christ, right? What have we to do now? People go, that's a great idea. Why yeah. didn't I think of that? Yeah. And it was the same as <laughs> you've seen stuff in other hotels or you've seen stuff on when social media then started to yeah. to come, come up. I think what other yeah. hotels don't have, mate, is, is probably you leading that. Stop. And I'm not looking at yeah. But I mean, no. like in terms of service, like your eye to detail with little things is fucking mad. Like I'm noticing every time you give me a compliment, and this is really weird, I'm starting to say thank you. Um, because I'd read a quote and I hate, I was like, stop it, stop yeah, it. Just like I'm only doing my job. <laughs> I hate a compliment. And then now um, I read this, that take a compliment as a gift because it's rude to return a gift. So oh, compliments. So I then, snack. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Simon Simon snack. Um, Love it. So I, I now go, yeah, thank you. And then feel oh, a wee bit chuffed. And, and the other thing as well, just to kind of pop back to that last point a wee bit is the, the competition might be doing similar things to you, yeah. but what might be lacking is the ability to say, okay, well, what now? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if it, take, it took them so long to catch up mm -hmm. with what you're doing at the moment, mm -hmm. they probably haven't got the foresight. Like you said, mm -hmm. you've got things planned for next year. Yeah. Um, and I'm watching them too. I'm watching what they do. And it's, don't just don't do it. If you're going to, yeah. Copy or steal someone's idea, do it right. So let or that be a last yeah. so, <laughs> Big DJ's watching. I'm watching. I know. I'm watching. <laughs> um, but yeah. Brothers watching you. Every, every show that I done, like I, I remember the drag show. Um, first start, it was like, um, the Balmoral. Who's going to come to a drag show? And that's at risk. I believed yeah. in it. And yeah. Paul Nugent, who does the Belfast Mad, Estelletta and the Big Girl, who we all followed all over um, lockdown. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing his followers going up and up and up. And I was like, man, I, I see something in this. Like, we could bring this alive. Essentially, I suppose that was the first sort of show that I wanted to do was the tap on something that's that's doing well. Yeah. And I want to do well. So um, let's work together and come up with something. Um, and I remember um, Paul always saying, yeah, yeah, we'll do something, we'll do something, we'll do something. And nothing ever come until it. And then he had like 15 and like 20,000 and 30,000. I was like, he's never, ever going to reply to me uh -huh. now. Um, and then I says, right, I've got next Saturday. It's five days away. We'll put tickets on. Big night out with a big girl. And he's like, fuck it, let's do it. And we've done it. Sold out the tickets in five days. Unreal. 250 people. And awesome. it was absolutely unreal. So we've done maybe about two or three of them. And then Paul says, why don't we get guests, like um, like a drag performance or whatever, and let's do it. Yeah, that's another thing that's completely yeah. different. Let's do it. Um, and there was, what, 50, 60, 70 people, the first two, three. Um, but we believed in it. Um, and the next month it, it was 200. And then yeah. the, the next month it was 250 and we put on two shows in the February. Um, so we knew we were on to something special yeah. and with what 10 to this day with 10 sold out shows um, and we just done one there yesterday. So there's a real appetite for fun.
Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I really jumped on that after the pandemic. People are really wanting to party now and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I seen that and suppose that goes back to being creative and thinking about new ideas is just seeing what's current at the minute. Yeah. People were stuck in their house for what, a yeah. year? Like the one through TikTok. Yeah. Let's yeah. get them out. Let's yeah. get them out and give them a good time. And and again, this is another thing that I can't even get my head around to even thank God you've done really well. Put pat yourself on the back. I put Christmas parties out um early July, which no one wants to hear about Christmas. Yeah. So this could have went either way. Um and four shows sold out. So I added another one. Um Fifth show, sixth show sold out. And I actually done the the second and third, I think, of December a little cheaper because historically it never sells too early. Um, and everyone wants to go for that the two weeks just before Christmas and party. Um, and they had gone. I was like, shit, we're really on to something here. And now I'm on the new date, um, the 25th of November, which is half half sold. Um, and then um, I suppose you're, you're just thinking what, what's happened what have what yeah. have what have we done right here um and i think we've got the legend carlin stewart um who we all know yeah, um yeah. and meeting her and every time we meet and we'll have a coffee or we talk about what we'll want to do um it's just her personality is just so infectious yeah. and she's just on the same wavelength to me let's do it let's do it i says i wasn't going to do this again but let's do it let's do another show yeah so she's really like um buzzing and every time it's sold out it was like carlin was sold another one and um, and then for another week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's what seven shows we're doing, and that's so we've got seven shows of Carnage Stewart, um, Belfast Ma is back as well, um, and then we've got um, Roxy Tumbledryer and Trudy Scrumptious Cabaret, um, and they're all sold out, um, and it's what September. It's just mad, and I know I've I've got I've got a little bit of anxiety that everyone's going to torture me the whole of October, November, December. Please get me in because they haven't booked anywhere, and that's I was like hot like from last year. I know we were all opening up, and and last year was still really really busy. We're done eighties and nineties night, which was a real success, and I wanted to carry that on because there's an appetite for it. Um, but it kind of blows you away whenever you you think about the success of it. (laughs) Going from what the Balmoral was to what it is now, how did you get the team ready for that? Because for you, that's still fuck all. Like, <laughs> I, like I've watched, I remember speaking to you when you were in the Shankly, uh-huh. and you were like, Jesus, like, it's mad. But even mm-hmm. then, you were like, mm-hmm. it was all right. Mm-hmm. But like, watching even like the documentary and all, I was like, that place is fucking insane. Yeah. I think what I, I remember chatting to myself and saying, right, today I'm going to prepare myself for something really shit to happen. And I know that sounds really negative, but I was prepared myself <laughs> that, you know, it's going to be a shit day. Because if I start happen. today, shit, it can only get better. Yeah. <laughs> what that fuck was it. <laughs> like there was electric buttons, like a fire stop button that stopped um, a bath stop and drain it. What you call that? A bath stop. Like, like in this pool, like his ideas for bedrooms was just on rail. Mm, and, yeah. um, so things obviously because it was very different <laughs> put together and it all looked amazing like it was so instagrammable that was his whole idea was that yeah. your guests will do your marketing for you which is very smart yeah um and everyone did what there's yeah. 20 people sleeping in this room and every single one are taking that hotel um but things obviously didn't work or you know so you were can't I would sounds again really negative, but I had an amazing experience in Liverpool. But you were kind of firefighting. 
suppose that was maybe me with my expectations. I don't know if my expectations are too high um, for myself or to constantly um, be exceeding every single guest's expectations. I can't accept that we're going to get it wrong. Yeah. I have real issues with that. And it's life, of course, we're all going to fuck up, but it's just so hard to kind of come to terms that you're going to give someone a shit stay. Um, and I think with the Shankly, it was very different because every single guest was celebrating something. Yeah. It was a birthday or um, a party. hen party, stag party, you know, and then you had your own celebrity through into the mix yeah. and a function. I remember in the lobby and it was just like, what the fuck? Everyone checking in. There was drag queens standing there. There was trumpets playing and um, all the dry ice from a cocktail bar and um, the, a rave for a thousand people up on the roof. And then a Labour Party um, dinner, fine dining conference and and like Baby Eden, which was at the back side of the hotel. So it just really... <laughs> what a fucking extreme! Like, Ex- I'm gonna take Paddy on the roof, and yeah. then like fucking Keir Starmer's in yeah. there having dinner. It was absolutely mad, <laughs> and I think that's what, what I, I I I love bringing to the Bumoral is having yeah. that different dynamic. Um, Do you and just miss the fucking chaos in a hotel? I did, <laughs> but I'm coming to terms with that. That's yeah. okay. I don't need to feel stressed and have that yeah. anxious feeling and constantly living on adrenaline. Um, because that had to stop at some time. And I remember yeah. like coming to the end of, of Liverpool, like my head was gone. I remember I had my first panic attack. Um, well, now I know that was panic attack. Obviously, if you hadn't had them before, you had no idea what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but just shaking, like crying and all this, like what the fuck? It was like, this is my body telling me I need to stop or mm-hmm. I need to go home. Because remember, I didn't want to be in Liverpool. Yeah, I I'd done Manchester. Even, yeah. I was there for three and a half years. I was coming to the gym, and it was fucking near crying. It was like counselling session. Yeah, um, yeah. that you were just. I suppose my getaway was the gym. Like I, mm. at that point, like I was able to come here and just have an hour to myself, or with you guys, and just like I suppose I, I still use that that I come here for a social aspect rather than get. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Like, no, that's why we. That's fucking why we're here. <laughs> that's, that's that's one of the things that I've always said about here as well is that. This could be the best hour of somebody's day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And regardless of that's them lifting the heaviest thing they've ever lifted before, or if it's they just want to have a chat mm-hmm. and have a bit of fun and forget about what's going on outside the doors. Like that's what yeah. you're there for. And that is so similar to what I've just said in the sense that this could be the best night of their lives. And yeah. like you've you've no idea what people go through and or who that person is or why they're they're staying or what they've just been through. Um, like there was a, a girl that um, came to the drag brunch last night um, or, or yesterday that I've been trying to um, get her to the show to look after and um, because I watched her documentary Stacey Dooley stayed in the Balmoral um, not so long ago and she told me about oh I was in um, I was here and done a documentary with this girl called Gemma it's Erin tonight on the show so I remember God I, I really need to her story really reminds me of my friend Philomena who died of cancer sadly um and the stories just was 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 extremely similar um so i remember watching that um documentary or even before i think because i met jamie yesterday for the first time and she says oh you messaged me before the documentary and i think it was like oh i met stacy today and name dropping mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and i said like listen to me um and uh your, your story just really reminds me of my friend and um you've got this and and, and all that because obviously if you're dealing with cancer and 
death and all that sort yeah. of thing. It's, and I always remember saying to Philomena, yeah, of course you can go to Las Vegas. And she's like, Damon, I'm Dan. And I'm like, no, but you could still go. Like, it's yeah. one of those, oh, we feel really awkward talking about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I suppose they keep, they kind of come to terms or they know what, yeah. what what's ahead of them, which is important. Um, so I wanted, obviously, Gemma to come down to look after her and give her a bit of time away from, I suppose, reality. Like she was doing chemo all week and... Um, she actually says that, you know, I wasn't letting you down because I'd let you down so many times when I was mm. so unwell. And it wasn't unwell, but if I had to come here in a wheelchair, I was coming. And she looked fantastic. Like, this girl does not look any way sick or, yeah. or whatever. But um, you know, invited her down, gave her one of the sweets, um, got confetti, one of our partners, um, to decorate all the room with all balloons and champagne and strawberries and all that jazz. Um, and then brought her down to, to meet the drag. So... Um, and she texts me and actually I need to look at the phone because to make sure I'm actually saying the right thing. And that just made me feel that that's exactly why I do this for people. Um, where was it? And that right there is the DG experience. This is it. By the way. So you have lifted my heavy heart um, with all these surprises and gifts. You're so kind. Thank you so, so much. So it just shows you the yeah. glim wee things that it's actually um, not a big deal to me to do that, but how that yeah. um, kind of lifts people up and it goes back to coming to the gym for one hour. Um, that was my getaway yeah. and that was my time and um, and not think about, uh, although my, Jesus, my problems were not compared to some people. Um, I just wanted to come home, which in yeah. reality wasn't. Even really Emmett, you know, like thing. the problem that you had too, like you know, you just had, you know, just had your wee lad, and mm -hmm. well, this was before, this was actually before Theo, <laughs> and I think that's where I was like, right, I need to go home. Yeah, and they were so nice. They were like, "Can you do what you need to do?" And this and that, and I'm like, mm. "But I need to get paid, and I need to be home." <laughs> and that's not going to happen. Bunder looks here. <laughs> I I hate um, limbo. Yeah, I hate limbo yeah. and I really struggle. And I had like, again, that mental breakdown sort of happened on, I remember on a Saturday, I spoke to another general manager. I was like, do you want to go for a smoke? And she's like, "Can you don't smoke. And I was like, we need to go for a smoke. And I just gurned and gurned and gurned. Just like, we need to get you home. We need to get you home. And I was like, no, no. Because I couldn't fail if I really yeah. with failure as well. So yeah. I'm like, I don't fail. Um, but just let me have this moment. That, yeah. Um, and I think looking back, obviously, um, that was me come to terms with this is over, this journey is gone. Because you and were taking a bit of a sabbatical yeah. from, from yeah. hospitality too, didn't you? And we'll, we'll come down in a second. <laughs> so on Monday then I, I spoke to my boss and I was like, that's me done, yeah. done. And then he phoned me on the Tuesday, I was in Belfast, so I'd come home on my days off. And he was like, I told the boss that you're leaving, told Katie, um, even though he told me to wait until Thursday to tell him. And she was like, just come over for the weekend, you can have five days in Belfast. And I'm like, delighted, see you on Thursday. And then Boris obviously locked us down, so I never ever got back. Um, and I know I prayed to God to get me home, but I didn't mean the world to stop for two years. <laughs> but I'll, I'll take that one. You heard it here first. Damien Govari invented coronavirus <laughs> so that he could get back to Belfast. Like, Shit. Fucking solved it. We've solved the fucking conspiracy. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I have no responsibility in all the sad deaths. Well, that took a massive <laughs> nosedive. Um, 
yeah, what based on what you had said yeah. was, um, I was like, maybe this is my end of hospitality. Because I remember journey. you maybe talking to me about this. Yeah. And I was like, Damien, that's a fucking terrible idea. Yeah. But listen, I tried it and yeah. I was like, I'm going to fire it out to the universe and see what comes my way, as cheesy as that sounds. And I got an email. It was like, Amazon needs you or whatever. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, oh, I you remember that. A wee van and I just play all my music and deliver parcels. Like, it can't be that bad. Um, and it was absolutely horrendous. I'd done it for three weeks. Um, and you had to do two, two lamb weeks, right? So I remember driving all these random places away down Newry and all this countryside and constantly needing diesel um, from this fucking <laughs> transit van. And I'm like, the richest company in the world is making me pay to deliver their parcels. I just couldn't get this round. Oh, uh, get it in my head. Um, and obviously you claim back your expenses and all, but it was like three weeks before you got all that. Um, and then it left. Um, I was driving reversion out of a... Uh, again down Newry somewhere in that direction and there was like loads of kids it was a really warm day and this big um I was in the car and they were outside so I was conscious that I wasn't going to run them over and <laughs> I was worried where that, where was that going. story was going yeah <laughs> um, a weird guy in a white transit van um but yes <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had a kid no <laughs> I didn't mean that close so all right <laughs> dirty mind so there was this guy and he had this big beamer um Audi, whatever, and he was just like, I was trying to reverse, and he was like coming towards me, and I was like, please give me a bit of space, I don't know where these kids are, and it was blah, 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 so just kind of like, close your eyes moment, and hope for the best, and I scraped <laughs> the car, the whole side of the van, and I was like, this just isn't for me. <laughs> I class myself as a really good driver, but I was like, Amazon, no, that's, that's absolutely horrendous, yeah, goodbye. And, and then you got yourself back into hospitality. Yes. And it was actually in here. I remember Lenny. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. How's yeah. your new job going? Amazing. I was like, I don't need to speak to anyone. Don't need to manage anyone. Absolutely love it. But obviously I fucking hated it. And he's like, do me a favor. Message John. I was like, no, I turned him down. I'm not. There's not a chance I'm going to message him. But then I did. It was like, I'm, I'm, I'm home from Liverpool if you need any help with your businesses. And then he left me hanging as he probably would do. Um, it was probably about a week I got a message back <laughs> and, um, just to let you sweat it out let me sweat and he was like call him for a coffee I was um, probably after John in the Palm and was like I'm going to shoot someone <laughs> if probably. I don't hire him <laughs> but just didn't want to admit it he didn't yeah. want to chase me um, played hard to get um, so then he says stay if you want and if you don't like it go and then I started on the Monday a few days later and I felt like it was there for 20 years which is so weird mm. Um, like comfortable like you felt welcomed and comfortable or just that it was mine I don't know just the sense of do you know where you like on your first day you, you have these nerves and you, you don't know if it's for you but I, I just felt like this is for me straight away yeah. which is really weird and suppose like I'm 10 minutes from home and even now I, I go like I commuted from Manchester and because Louise um, my wife works for Erlingus so I got discounted flights right so it was like say 30 quid or whatever staff rate so it meant like I didn't have to book EasyJet and you were last minute because you're Rhoda mm -hmm. whatever so I was flying into Dublin Dublin to Belfast um, and then on the way back I always remember depressed like almost crying going to bed knowing that I was getting up at 2 o'clock to get the 3 o'clock bus to get to Dublin for the 6 o'clock flight to then fly to Manchester and I'd done that every week start your day and you're after like, all that travel I, was, I remember rushing to the back of the bus hoping that I would get the, 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 the back <laughs> row so go to sleep <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, one of those ones that you don't you don't want to get up, yeah. uh, or you don't want to sleep because you feel like you're not going to wake up. So it was just yeah. it was horrible. 
But a minimizing experience. Like what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago about eating shit in your industry for a while. Like you telling these stories, I'm sure, you know, coaches and stuff that have just started in gyms are like, fuck me, but I don't have it that bad, you know, because I'll have to fucking mop a floor. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's it. It goes back to, again, you have to want to do stuff like that. I knew that I needed to go to Belfast to better my career. How I was going to do that, I don't know. Um, And... Suppose in reality, I was homesick a lot. Mm. I, I really missed home. And it's that kind of fear that you're missing out and everything. And everyone's telling you, Damon, everything's going to be here when you get back. Uh, but yeah. it was that fear. And I always, whenever I was in Manchester, I always remember Belfast was really like evolving. It was getting, um, it was heading in the right direction. Like, and, and I sort of missed that. I was like, I want to be involved in Belfast kind of regenerating itself yeah. and, and, and making a destination for people to come. Um, and that was kind of my eagerness and to get back. Mm. It, it probably felt like, I don't know if I'm putting thoughts or words in your head, but it probably felt like you were due that experience because you had a part to play in the building of that. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like you were saying about working in the likes of the Hilton and winning awards and stuff and then going away and then going, well, hold on. Now Belfast is making a bit of a name and a wee bit of a step forward. After I had done so much work in customer service and customer experience, mm -hmm. I, I want to be a part of this because I feel like this was missing from... Whenever I was there. When you were there. Yeah, possibly, possibly. And I, I think we're, we're all proud of our city, aren't we, really? Mm -hmm. Um, when you go to somewhere else and you really appreciate um, what we've got um, and it's like you know when people are here they're like I want to get out of this shithole and I'm like you don't realise what you've got Aye, because yeah. other cities are shitholes as well yeah. in different ways it's, it, it, it's really weird and I think even now like social media has a real negative although it's a massive um, an amazing way to kind of keep in touch with people and meet new people and mm. kind of um, get anything really you want on, on, on your phone, but it gives people a false kind of, um, like a window. Of, yeah. yeah. Like I remember when I was in the Shankly, just like, yeah. and we, we discussed this before, whenever it was in a really dark sort mm -hmm. of place was that people were messaging me going, fuck your job's amazing. Or, you know, yeah. you're on a rooftop yeah. with a jacuzzi, you have the life. And I remember sitting there like knacking two bottles of wine, like holding back, Cran because I just wanted to get home. Yeah. But you're reading all these amazing messages. And then you're thinking, like, am I being a dick here? I'm, and, uh, I'm not, not being grateful for this. I, yeah, I should be yeah. really grateful if yeah. this amazing opportunity. And because people see but, that probably and think, oh, you get to go into the jacuzzi, you get the party. You they forget that you're running the entire and event. you've been there 16 hours. And it's, and, yeah, yeah. It's work. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah it's not reality like you don't post that you're having a shit day on instagram yeah do you know you post all the good things you want people to see all the amazing things and I suppose at that time it was the business that's who i worked for that they really um utilized and um, what social media was all about the yeah. business rather than paying for um expect uh, expensive marketing campaigns yeah which at that time i believed and and even now like it, it works massively you oh, post yeah. something on Facebook or Instagram, you know, it's all your tickets starting to ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So it works. It works. Yeah. There's the positives and there's also the negatives as well, suppose. Yeah. I think it's the reality of it too. People need to realize that a job is still a job. You know, you can't really fucking like influencers and all people think that's 
great. It's all and real, and like we know, we know influencers, and they're like, "Trust me, it's not. It's yeah. fucking shit." That restaurant was shit, but I had to say it was good. Yeah, I had to go and say it was good, or they're getting because you got a free meal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 literally because they're getting shit sent out to them, or people torturing them. And they're like, yeah. "It's not. It's not as good as what you think it is." Yeah, and it's the same here because you're like, I feel that you constantly have to be on social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know we all do play a huge part in spending too much time on social media, but that for your job or that to be even a part-time job or whatever, even if it is free, if I want to go out for a meal, I want to try and enjoy it and have a bit of crack and yeah. not go, right, let me get the first course and let me get this and this and that and yeah. take really candid photos of whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not me. And then you have to do a video. I'm just jumping on here to talk uh, about this amazing just product. Just jumping on here. Jumping Fuck. where, love? <laughs> jumping in the end, I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not. Because yeah. yeah. we, we talked about, we before, about I was this before. Because like, I, I, I actually have a friend, and you, you had her up with the bomb world recently. Um, uh, actually, she's fucking lovely. One of my best mates. But she does it really well. Yeah. She gets all her influencer shit out of the way at the start of the night. And then just parties like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't see any. I suppose there's, there's tricks that of, of how to yeah. do it, right? But there's ones that just like. But then I know other on ones. Yeah. I know other ones getting, that I've, I've been in their company on a night out. And I'm like, get off your yeah. phone and have a laugh. But like, in, when, whenever we went to Dublin recently, Louise's um, family were talking about massive. I think it was like a vegan blogger or whatever. Um, and she's like hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. And she'll just quickly do that bit because she's getting the free and they're all yeah. getting free drinks or whatever. And that's her bit done. And then her yeah. phone actually goes away. Um, and and so whereas her Instagram would betray that she's constantly on her phone. But suppose there is just like, yeah, actually that you don't actually need it to take over your life. Yeah, in so. here too. Like I'll be sitting teaching and people, you know, on their lunch will be like, you posted a video 20 minutes ago. How the fuck do you do that? And I'm like. Oh, because I got all that scheduled. scheduled out. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be on my phone all the fucking time. Like that. And people see that go, oh, fuck, you guys have it sweet in here. Rock up, have a laugh, go home. Don't do much. And I'm like, no, mate, trust me. Like I show you the good bits of this. That's there it. are a lot That's of it. fucking bits where you go, I'm going to kill somebody yeah. here. But you don't put that on social media, do you? Yeah, you're not going to no. advertise that. No. So, well, people, people who are listening to this, right? Specifically, I'm thinking more so down the lines of people who are coaches and people who run gyms and stuff. Um, maybe a wee bit of a disconnect in terms of, you know, obviously your background's hospitality and stuff, but mm -hmm. realistically, mm -hmm. we're all in the service industry here. Yeah, We all supply a product and we all supply an experience. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So if there's someone listening to this now, don't mean to put you on the spot for this, right? But if you have maybe three points, someone's sitting in their gym and thinking to themselves, there's something I could be doing more. Something isn't quite right or something isn't working. Mm -hmm. And I think it has something to do with my customer experience mm -hmm. or the way that I treat people or something. Is there three main things that you could give that person to maybe start with and to work on? The first thing that comes to mind is talk to your guests, talk to your customers um, see what you could do better. Um, and, um, because sometimes in reality, you kind of feel that you're doing the best, that um, the best in the business in mm. some ways. Um, but that may not necessarily be the case. You're in your own wee bubble, remember it sometimes. Mm. Um, and someone could say something to you and you go, that's not right. Um, but then when you think about it, um, you go, God, she has a point. Yeah. Or maybe you should look at doing things this way. 
because we always think we're right, don't we? Mm. If you come oh, up with I an idea nice. like that, like you'd be really um, passionate that that's, that's the right decision. Um, and it takes a certain person to say, do you know what? That didn't work. We'll try that. Let's try your idea. Yeah. Um, and let's give that a go. And I think that's where you have to be um, a, a good leader, I suppose, essentially needs to be able to take on your feedback that, you know, yes, I may have all that experience, but things change, things adapt. And that cool 16 year old that's just started could really have something valuable that could help you um, exceed in a customer experience. Yeah. Um, and even talk to your team. Um, be approachable. Um, could it be the case that your team don't actually want to say um, an idea because all your ideas are the best and you've been in the fitness industry for 20, 30 years, so you know best, but that's not always the case. So probably being approachable and um, being able to receive um, feedback from not only your your team, your 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 customers as well. Um, listen to the reviews, you know, um, questionnaires, whatever way. There's so many tools that you can do anonymous questionnaires that you're getting all this feedback um, from the core, from from the people. Um, and you could also use, again, we, we just stop, talked about social media extensively, using that to gain more knowledge from outside of your bubble. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not necessarily your customers. It's not necessarily your your team. It's other people. Get their yeah. advice. What they're doing and what why they're, they're doing, doing it. Yeah, yeah. Why. and research as well. Like there's so many times that, you know, if I was like trying to come up with a um, a welcome letter or a, a guest template um, for a complaint or whatever, I would Google it. I would, um, a bit like what you'd say is about going to San Diego and seeing leaders in the industry or the best of the best. Um, and we take wee bits. It's not necessarily copying. Mm -hmm. I know we joked about that earlier. Yeah. It's just really taking wee snippets and adapting that and making yeah. it our own. Yeah. Um, and I remember even like TripAdvisor responses. I would always go to like the Savoy in um, London and copy their response and think I was cool. Uh, I'm replying <laughs> with a five star response that I stole off TripAdvisor. <laughs> we we things like that that um, I class that as research, suppose. Yeah. Um, and then the more you do that, the more you kind of educate yourself. And I know we talked about education um, earlier, but that was my way of teaching myself not to steal, but to be creative. <laughs> and and then, you know, now I, like if if one of my managers says, could you help me with this letter? I just think nothing off it and, and go and do it. And that's from someone that doesn't have an education. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So, yeah, so... I mean, I think there's quite a lot there. And I know you asked for three, it's, but it's plenty, yeah. and they're all really important. I really like the one about asking the customer because mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. do that from time to time as well, putting out you know like Survey Monkey yeah. or whatever you call that, um, yeah. and putting that out. And the good thing about it is that it is anonymous. Mm -hmm. Right. Sorry about that. So Darren had to take the batteries out of the back of the machine that's working. I hang, <laughs> give him a wee rub and stuff, and then stick them back in there. Wait, wait, um, do the TV remote, don't work, and give it a wee, <laughs> and then it starts working again. Or do you remember whenever your PlayStation, the CD wouldn't work, and you had to go, <laughs> aye, give it a wee, on you. Uh, so basically, <laughs> uh, that Super Nintendo. Be... <laughs> oh, hi, yes, the cartridge. Aye, the cartridge. 
<laughs> you look like a wizard when I started working again. Super Mario Kart. So um, yes. if anyone knows someone who is capable of recording podcasts and editing <laughs> audio, oh, there's a... <laughs> Only joking, darn. Calm down, calm down. At least he was prepared. Uh, no, so the point that I was making was that the survey being anonymous is a really important thing because people are more likely to tell you the truth mm-hmm. if their name is put to it. Yeah, they're less like they're probably more likely to tell you what they think you want to hear, and not the truth is always harsh, but it needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. To and and you talked about the bias that you might have. You, this is my idea, and this is the mm-hmm. best idea, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they're the customer. They, they're they telling you firsthand what it's like to be on the other side it, of it. It does take you a lot to be able to be not that defensive person. Like I remember uh, yeah. uh, being very, very defensive. We, but we that's only, to, it's only because you care, I think. Yeah, we that's, say this to the mentees sometimes, you know, the coaches that we would coach. You're not that fucking good at your job. Mm-hmm. Like you're really not. Somebody is better at coaching. Somebody's better at marketing, sell, yeah. selling. Be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that goes back to us keeping our feet on the ground and thinking yeah. that, because you could just go mad and go, yeah, I'm the best at everything. Yeah, in your wee world and yeah. your wee gym, you're the fucking king or your wee hotel, you're the king. It's like, yeah. fuck okay, up. Yeah, not. right. Yeah, I've done that, all this shit. <laughs> mm. I'm the best. But and, no, it's just. And it's mad whenever you hear you stuff like that going on. Yeah. It always comes out. It always comes out in the public and in a really bad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's whenever social media is all over it. Aye. They're all over it. And that's whenever the not so good days get published everywhere. <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> yes. Um, if there was something that we should have asked you, but didn't, what do you think that would have been? When are you next going to the gym? <laughs> oh, fuck. Cut that out. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Damien actually just comes here for coffee and chat. No, it says I come here for the social aspect. Social, yeah, coffee and chat. Um, but it, a- it actually, whenever you were saying about um, asking for feedback or, or kind of um, wanting to know like how to improve things or whatever, and I suppose that's what I'm going through now with obviously having Theo and Louise back to work um, and finding that the earlier the late sessions doesn't work with work and childcare and all that. Um, and God, maybe they have to go to another gym or whatever. And, you know, Megan replied and goes, no, like what time suits? And I'm like, well, maybe lunchtime, right? Well, I'll meet you mm. and we'll do a program and stuff. And, you know, I could have just says, right, guys, that's me. I need to go to another gym that's going to be there for my needs, really. Yeah. Um, but I because the loyalty that I have with you guys um, was to kind of just say, do you know what, it doesn't really suit me. Is there, What's the options? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, a kind of real valid point that you need to kind of maybe speak up and, and give your sort of feedback um, because you could lose, um, I suppose, customers through not being able to be or have that forum to, mm-hmm. to give an ominous feedback because people don't really want confrontation. Like, or they don't want really encouraged to no, you have to yeah. stay and you don't want to sound that desperate as well. Um so, like something we found in here it was annoying a couple of the, the females was not having a hair dryer. But none of them would have fucking said that if we hadn't again. It's out. something so simple. It's so stupid, yeah. yeah. But when we got brought to our attention, we were like, fuck, dickheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It seems so obvious as well. Yeah. Whenever you hear that, you're like, How did we not, we think, not think of that? that? Yeah. How did we not think of that? But you're thinking about so much different things yeah. whenever you're you're trying to, you, you're, you're going to miss, even to this day, like I miss things as well mm. and go, sure, 
Um, thank God no one else noticed that. Play <laughs> 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 that could. Made, yeah, play that could. Just sweep that um, under the rug. <laughs> but it goes back to just validates the point that none of us are perfect. Yeah. So we we do we need everyone else. Mm. We need we need feedback from your team and and feedback from your your clients or customers as well. One last question that just popped into my head. Okay, I feel like I skipped the question. What the question or is this the question? Um, this this is going to be the big one. Oh no! Okay, this is, in, this is the this <laughs> is the line. meaning of life question. Oh gee. Okay. <laughs> what gets you up in the morning? What really gets you fired up and roaring to go? That's a tough one. Um, I suppose gratitude. I know it sounds really cheesy, um, but thankful that you've got another day. That sounds so cheesy, but I mean, like with Theo and your wife and your your life and. Um, being grateful of what actually you do have. Like I'm, I'm home and I cried for how many years and <laughs> after having that kind of amazing experience, but I've got everything that I want it now, essentially. Um, and be grateful of that. Like um, enjoy it. If, um, and that's okay to be able to enjoy what you've got at the minute. Um, because there were so many times um, whenever I, I won the them awards and I just got married and I, I bought my own house when I was 21 and I felt like I was on that spinning wheel that was like, right, well, I've achieved things that a 50-year-old man hasn't achieved. Like, mm. when's this all going to stop or when's this all going to go wrong? And that's natural for us is to think yeah. like, all this good things happen to me, right? So when's the bad stuff going to happen? Uh, something yeah. has to give. Um, uh, something has to give. And it's took me a while to kind of say, it's okay. It's okay for you to, you've been good to people and it, it, it kind of swings on roundabouts, I think. Mm. Like at all them times I've looked after everyone else and even this day I try and do things to um, make people smarter, or make people feel happier, or make people feel good about themselves. Isn't that nice? It is nice. Love you make me smile every time I see you. You make me laugh. <laughs> I mean, you're all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, Ocky Cam today. Ocky's here. Okay. <laughs> he showed up. What's he happening? made an effort. I know you were probably wanting me to say, going to the gym every morning at 5 a.m. <laughs> no, I would have just called Ob you a land. Absolutely bastard. not. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, that's just... I think that's a nice wee way to, yeah, nice, to wrap nice up. To be grateful for what you have. This is it. And be kind. My ma used to say it to me, but it used to be after a fucking slapper in the back of the head. <laughs> fuck, I'll be grateful for what you have. A <laughs> big meat that was chewy as fuck. Aye, aye. <laughs> or when I went, Mum, what the fuck's a crackers dinner? <laughs> fucking be grateful there's dinner <laughs> on the fucking table. There's kids starving in the world. <laughs> I know. I had our one. Look at the choker box. Fuck's sake, all right. <laughs> Do you remember we always used to have these wee slaggins? Like, talk about... Um, <laughs> And Patricia and all. Like, remember? <laughs> no. We used to say what? like these old fashion sayings. Oh, the old dolls. Ah, yes, so it is. So it is. me to hear us, love. <laughs> say word of honor, word of honor. <laughs> I see you. I took it well. <laughs> Damien, thank you very much for coming down and being on the show. My pleasure. It I've was it. very interesting person it and amazing. Thank you. If uh, if anyone wants to reach out if they're like I said I post the question about coaches who want to help with who need help with um, customer service and stuff mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. where can they find you and maybe shoot you off a wee message is this where you go on TV and you point down at your, yeah. your, your, your Instagram <laughs> right handle corner. it's like follow me <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Instagram <laughs> <She was close. laughs> 
But yeah, it's, it's social media. I'm always there um, for work, suppose, I guess. Um, so just hit me up with a wee message and more than happy to help in any way I can, if I can. So. Always, always. Okay. And uh, if you have any questions or topics that you want us to talk about or any other guests that you would like to see or hear on the show. Yeah, I've got quite to the camera shit yet. Still camera. figuring out it. to get around to that. Yeah. Um, so that's why I dressed. I know. He's I've seen on TV. He's very dapper looking. Like that was no. the question. What? what was the question that you haven't, we haven't asked, but you wish we asked? What would you wish we asked? We didn't talk about being on TV. You were on TV. All right, you're on, 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 on TV. You've gone party hotel. Is that still on BBC? People go on get it on them. Just press the little red button. Yeah. <laughs> you want a BBC iPlayer? It's available to stream with iPlayer. The Grand Party Hotel, you'll see Damien in action. Skipped episode three, but... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> First two episodes, I had a shite general manager. And and then the it was like, oh, the Shankly is the new general manager. Tune in to the next episode. But I remember like filming all these amazing scenes that never uh, made the lighter day. Because I remember... An archive uh, somewhere. I know this is like running off topic, but I remember <laughs> that I, um, Lawrence Seonard says like, right, meet us in the apartment at four o'clock. And I was like, oh, right, okay. But obviously knowing that it was obviously something to do with a TV show and I had to pretend that this was all amazing, even though it was. Um, so I remember knocking on the door at like four o'clock and going in there was like like classical music and candles and there was my boss and then the owners Kitty and Lawrence and they're like hi hon um how you feeling and I was like I feel like I'm on the X Factor and you're going to tell me I'm three or I'm going home <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why they didn't put it in because it was X Factor so but anyway <laughs> and then they were like oh they were asking how I got on and blah 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 and they were like um we went off with the job as general manager and then all the team come down from their spiral stairs from upstairs and like congratulations, like confetti and champagne and all. And I'm like sitting thinking, did I apply for this or what the fuck just happened? <laughs> did I give them an impression I really want this? I'm like, I was crying last night that I want to go home and that got myself his job. <laughs> and then I remember just fucking, I just like, I just have to go with this and drinking oh, champagne. I'm like, it's the best job ever. Uh, but yeah. What did you say? I was kidding. I would be modern. It was like, oh my God, I've got them a real wrong impression. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I just want to go home. Let me home. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fucking hell. But yeah, it was my pleasure. <laughs> Do you know what I feel like? We were just talking about like the, the adult tent kind of chat. It's like whenever you're on the phone and go? you say bye about three times. Bye, 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 bye. It's how we, we always finish our podcast. Like, one more thing. Uh, one, oh, I forgot went. to tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's time for us to fuck off. <laughs> if you have any questions or topics or people you want to hear us talking to on the podcast, Send us a message on Instagram. My handle is at coach.stevo. My handle is at coach double underscore Andrew. Keep moving forward. Stay safe. Be kind. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>